This is the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we're using scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 38 for Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019. idea. Only Jesus can set me free from a guilty conscience. Our weekly identity statement, the spirit of Christ alone has the authority to shape my heart. I intentionally guard my heart against all other opposing forces. And our memory verse, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hebrews 12, 1-3 Yesterday, we talked about looking for a better way. But there's one more step beyond looking for a better way, the right way. Many of you will recall when we first started raising chickens for eggs that the run I constructed was nothing short of a shanty. It was about as ghetto as a chicken run could be. I used old church banners to cover the gap between the tarp roof and the chicken wire. It worked for a little while, but it didn't take long for the weather and other animals to begin to expose the vulnerable spots. After a couple of years, there were logs and plywood and all kinds of random materials trying to hold this thing together. It just didn't work. So, when I rebuilt the chicken run, I decided to do things the right way. Not just a better way, but right. I did the research and I took my time. This time, the run is much more secure and I haven't wasted countless hours trying to patch it together as I did before. It's not just better, it's right. Granted, it won't last forever, but it will last much longer than the old one. Jesus wasn't just better or greater. He was the perfect sacrifice. Who and what Jesus was met perfectly the requirements of the Old Covenant. Whereas the Old Covenant was carried out in a replica of the heavenly sanctuary, Jesus, who was the only one qualified to do so, entered the heavenly sanctuary to present himself to the Father. Moses couldn't have done that. Abraham couldn't either. They could have only atoned for their own shortcomings. Even they needed and looked forward to the one who would be their sin representative. Because he did this, he has presently secured for us eternal redemption. Our redemption in Christ is set in stone because it is based on what Jesus did. Don't read your theology into that statement, because as you know, if you've been following along, the author and myself doesn't mean that once you've been saved, you're always saved. You can choose to walk away from Christ, drift away, and deny Christ. But for all of us who hold fast to our faith until the end, we are assured of our salvation in Christ. He did the work and gives it to us freely. Our salvation won't be on the basis of our ability to live a perfect life, but on the basis of Jesus' perfect and indestructible life. Yes, we are waiting. Our salvation is now and not yet. For those who continue in Him, the promise is sure, but we aren't yet in that completely perfect state. Not yet. It's coming. More specifically, Jesus is coming. He is. 
That's a teaching we have lost in the church today, probably because it's too controversial because everyone had their own theory about what all of Revelation meant. And because we would rather fight for our own viewpoint than embrace the unity of the body, we allowed our ideas, theories, and philosophies to not only cause division in the church, but to lead us to the point where we never talk about the day. But the day is coming. There is coming a day when all will be made right. Jesus will return, and when he does, we who are holding fast to his promise will receive the final and ultimate salvation he died to give us. Sure, positionally we are saved right now, but practically we aren't saved until we are in God's presence. It's not until we are with life itself that we will be truly, finally, and ultimately saved. Many who have gone before us are experiencing that, but we wait. We wait with anticipation that today might finally be the day. And we do everything we possibly can to live for Christ and to live in unity with other believers while it's still called today. We don't put off those crucially important things until tomorrow. We put all our effort into seeing those things be brought to fruition today because we don't know what tomorrow might bring. One final thought on these verses You may be confused by this phrase, just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment. You might be saying, wait a second, I thought I was forgiven. We will all have to face judgment. We will all have to account for our sins. But if Christ is your mediator and advocate, then no matter what the sins are on your tab, the bill has been paid in full. However, if you aren't in Christ, when you face judgment, you will have to pay the bill on your own. And no one can do that. That is, no one can do that except for the righteous one of God. www.thejesushabit.com <laughs>